0: The weather is finally getting warmer. And if you're like me, you might be looking for ways to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Enter quince. I have been a lover of quince for years. I have trusted them to have me looking effortlessly chic year after year. This spring and summer, I am obsessed with their European linen line. I am going to be living in their tank tops and linen pants all spring and summer. Whether it's blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat cold jewelry, whatever you're looking for, Quince has got it. And the best part, all Quince items are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash BGB for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot slash BGB to get free shipping and 365-day returns. quince.com slash BGB. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast, Kelly here. And today I have a question for you. What are you waiting for? I hope this episode is going to galvanize you and motivate you to live a little bit bigger and bolder in your life today as we talk about how to opt out of waiting and opt into now. There are times when patience is definitely what what our ancestors and our folks told us a virtue and there are things we have to wait on and there are things that take time healing is not something that happens instantaneously it's a process but there are a lot of things that we may have in our vocabulary that is stopping us from having all the goodness that we deserve I talk about our inheritance being joy and abundance and love and community. And the thing about this type of inheritance is it's not something you have to wait to attain. Like most traditional inheritance, something tragic, a person has to pass away, you may have a trust waiting for you that you have to get to a certain age to get. Not our inheritance as black women, oh no, no. Our inheritance is something we can get right now. It's something that everyone deserves and everyone can have a piece of. So we're going to opt into now by talking about how we can change our thought processes in this idea of waiting for. And we're going to talk about it in love, in life, and in work. And of course, as always, I love this conversation that we're having as a community. And I love being transparent and honest where I can and where I feel brave enough to do so. I am going to and talk about my own struggles. Let's talk about one of the most popular ways that I see this language of waiting show up, and that is in love. Many of us who are single or haven't found the right partner or have partners but feel like there's something missing, we may fall into the trap of using passive language and waiting for language. And things like, I talk to my friends and, and say things like, well, when I have a partner, I'm gonna travel. When I have a partner, I'm gonna buy a home. When I have a partner, I'm going to you know, adopt if I want to adopt. And it feels like there's this perpetual feeling of waiting as a single person. I completely reject that, but I often trafficked in that. How about something small? I was having a conversation with a really good friend and we talked about our journey to buying ourselves flowers. <laughs> and I was waiting for a partner to buy me flowers. And I'm like, well, I don't have a partner, so no flowers are showing up. And that language though, what what's in that? What's, what is around that language of saying, I'm waiting until a partner so that I can, insert X, travel, buy a home, have flowers, have nice gifts in my life. It puts us in a space of lack it puts us in a space of struggle because then your future happiness is contingent on whether somebody shows up. And even if that person shows up, it also then depends on what kind of caliber of showing up they do and how positive they are in your life. Waiting for a partner to X can be really dangerous and can set us up for misery. I was just reading an article on the strength of strategic singleness. It came out of Psychology Today, and particularly around black women being strategically single. That instead of waiting for a partner, what we are seeing in black women is that they are going out and doing things for themselves. Those things that they thought they had to wait for a partner to fulfill, no, they're going out and doing that. And part of that is opting into now means I'm taking my inheritance right this moment. I want to have joy in my love life and joy in your love life isn't necessarily about having a partner now what do i mean by that we need to broaden the definition of what love life is the minute i brought in the definition of my love life the was the moment that i realized how much love i had in my life no i may not have had a partner but I had the most incredible platonic relationships with people you could possibly imagine. The most loving and tender and gracious and gorgeous relationships. I, instead of waiting for a man to write me poetry or to send me a message of, hello, I'm thinking of you, I started realizing that I have one of my closest people in my life Sends me messages that are just sing songing like happy Tuesday. I just want to send you a message because it's Tuesday and I'm th- thinking of you. And I thought, I am so fortunate. I already have my inheritance. These things bring me joy. I already have love in my life. I already have that piece of the inheritance. I've got love. When I stopped waiting for people to be an excuse to live my life, my life got bigger and bolder. It got more loving. I started being more tender and loving to the people in my life. Now that's not to say that pursuing partnership is something you shouldn't do. Of course you should, if that's what you want and it fills you up. But while partnership is coming in and out of your life, what are you waiting for? why are you waiting to experience the things that you are holding off for in this narrow definition of what a partner is open yourself up to finding love outside of partnership and understanding that love really is not to be cheesy it's all around us and finding ways to inject love in your life that is positive and meaningful i want my inheritance right now i'm kind of i am i'm a little greedy i want it now and guess what i can have that inheritance of love by expanding my definition of what it is and not waiting for it to show up where is the love in my life now and if it's not there now how can i expand it how can i bring it in how can i have loving conversations with family members who build me up and loving conversations with friends and loving conversations with in community with each other? How can I have some of the platonic connections that I want and making those more expansive? Another piece of the inheritance that we don't have to wait for is joy. And so my question is, what are you waiting for in life? I can say for myself that there are a lot of milestones I made up for myself that kept me waiting instead of buying into and opting into now. I would opt in to wait to attain a certain level of either career or age to pursue, let's say, home ownership. Now, that has changed. I don't know that I necessarily wanna own a home, but maybe in the future I will. But I was so tied into, I have to be this age to have this. I have to be this age to have children. I was so, I had a plan and it involved waiting until. Even things like I'm gonna do a big chop at 30. I'm not, I can't cut my hair before 30. I need to wait until 30 and then I'm gonna chop my hair and go completely natural. That by the way did not happen. Though I am completely natural, I didn't end up chopping my hair off. I just didn't wanna do it. But I thought to myself, when I wanted to do it in 23, why did I wait till 30 to even decide if that was something I wanted to do? Why didn't I just do it at 23 and call it good and be rocking my short hair with nothing but joy? Why did I say I need to be at this specific spot in my life to be able to have the great things? I firmly went on a journey where I said to myself, what am I waiting for? And it was unclear what the answer was. I I couldn't envision, okay, my life, I want to live in a certain place. Why am I waiting to move to Europe? Why can't I do it now? And opting into joy and understanding, like, what's going to bring me happiness became the bigger question. What am I waiting for to be happy? And when I started saying, what's going to make me happiest? Oh, living in Europe. I started working my life in a way that brought Europe closer to me. And I, I made that inheritance. I cashed that inheritance check now. And I said, I want to be happy now. So I'm moving to Europe. And then I went and lived in Europe for five years. Asking the question of what brings me joy became at the center of my life. And here's the thing. True joy isn't selfish. It's self care, but it's not selfish. Pursuing joy in your life isn't about disregarding the needs of others or becoming so solely focused on me, me, me that you can't see anybody else. Because you can't have joy without having love for other people, without having a bigger mission or purpose in life. All of those things are needed to attain to joy. But you need to feel zero guilt about asking yourself what brings me joy. Because it is in the space of joy that you're able to give to others. And so asking the question of what makes me happy and what brings me joy and how can I have my inheritance of joy now can only make you a more generous, full-fledged human. And so we don't put guilt on that question. We just opt into joy. And we opt out of waiting and we opt into now. I want to have joy now. And so the other question for you to ask is, what are you waiting for to be happy? What brings you joy? We ask the question about what are you waiting for to feel loved in partnership? But what are you waiting for to feel joy in your life? How can you opt into now and find ways to inject joy? Black representation in media really is everything. It is the jumping point in which people can see who they could be. If it wasn't for prominent voices like an Oprah Winfrey on my television screen, I would have never thought to pursue podcasting. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, you need to look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. It explores distinct, varied, and most importantly, nuanced Black perspectives. And you're going to hear stories about joy and resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world shifting things out of struggle. Black perspectives haven't always been centered when we're talking about the story of America, but now we are the story. Turn on NPR today and hear the wide range of voices that are as varied and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
0: Last but not least, one of our inheritance is abundance. And so what are you waiting for when it comes to work and quote unquote career? I know that I'm one of those people, I'm in recovery for being type A, I had my life all planned out. This is gonna be my career, and this is how I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna zigzag from here to here. And I will tell you, I was always waiting for a milestone to enact an idea. Like, I'm gonna achieve this goal in six months, and then I'm gonna do this thing in a year. And to a degree, to be transparent, it it worked. But I also realized, I, I didn't feel abundant. And it wasn't just my bank account, although that was a factor, a lot of it was like I just felt empty and and exhausted and depleted. That my work wasn't giving me abundance vibes, it was giving me poor, I can't make it any longer, bill collection vibes. And I didn't want to work that way. And so the question became what are you waiting for when it comes to work? And what is work? Again, expanding the definition work isn't just your career, although it can be. But really, I started thinking, what am I waiting for that makes me feel abundant and expansive, like big? What is the work that I want to do in life? And I realized I want to help others. I want to do something that leaves an impact and a lasting change. And when I asked the question, what makes me feel abundant? What does abundance look like in my work life? It meant A lot of opportunities to have meaningful conversations and to exchange ideas and to learn and to have impact and to build community and to have collaboration. When I realized that was the answer for me, it became less about career and what actual job I did and more about how do I unlock abundance in my work? And it led me to podcasting, which is if you'd asked me five years, am I going to do a podcast? I would have laughed and said, no. And now here I am doing a podcast and speaking to thousands of you. What are you waiting for when it comes to the meaning of work for you? How can you opt into your inheritance to have abundance now? What does abundance look like for you when you talk about your work? What would living an abundant work life mean for you? And how would that spill into all the other areas of your life and, your, and the love in your life? When I got really clear on what work meant for me, and it was more than what I did in a nine to five, all of a sudden I started bringing those things into alignment where the work that I did do for nine to five was meaningful. Oh, and if we're talking about abundance in the most narrow scope, what your check is, I can tell you that when I opt into an abundance mindset, my paycheck got bigger and bigger. There was a correlation between doing meaningful work and getting meaningful pay. What are you waiting for? How can you opt into now? We talked about how to opt into now in your love life and unlock that inheritance today about how to bring more love into your life. We talked about how to opt into joy and unlock that inheritance today and ask yourself the question, what makes me happy? How can I inject more joy in my life? We talked about how you can opt into abundance. You can cash that check right now by living an abundant life and bringing and thinking about what is meaningful work for me. Your healing practice for today is to think about that. What are you waiting for? In those three areas of your life, just pick one to keep it simple. I want you to journal about what are you waiting for? What is, I would be happy with my love life if, and write those things down. I'd be happy in my life if, I'd have more joy in my life. I'd have more abundance in my work if. And then look at the if you wrote down and think about how you can broaden the definition of love, of life, of what living means, and how you can expand what work means. I'm gonna circle back before we close to the conversation I said in the beginning of this podcast about my friend and I talking about flowers. And what was beautiful and emotionally moving about that conversation is we got to a place where we said, I'm not waiting for a partner to bring me flowers. I'm not waiting to fill my life up with love, contingent on if I meet somebody. I'm gonna buy myself flowers. And as I talk to you, I can see on my dining room table, my bouquet that I bought for myself. And my friend and I buy ourselves flowers every week. And we tell each other we care about each other every week and how grateful we are for each other. And I will tell you, I have never felt more loved. And while it's fine to want a partner and it's meaningful to go out and find romantic love, her and I didn't want to wait. What were we waiting for? We were worthy of the most important kind of love, which was self-love. We were worthy of love. And we didn't need to wait for someone to do that, to give us flowers. We we're going to give flowers for ourselves. And by doing that, by the way, my friends said, people started bringing me flowers and I would ask them, my friends would bring me flowers to my house and I would ask them, how'd you know I wanted flowers? And they would say to me, because I see that your house always has a fresh bouquet and I knew you liked flowers and I wanted to give them to you. Stop waiting for whatever that thing is you feel is missing. Start working toward putting it in your life, and you will see by putting it in your life, it will ripple out into the world, and people will keep filling you up with what you are looking for and what you feel you're missing. You're entitled to your inheritance now. Go ahead and take it. So that's it for this episode of the Black Girl Burnout podcast. You can find this podcast on a host of platforms. We're everywhere. And if you feel moved by these episodes, if you feel a part of this conversation, please feel free to share it with people who you think would find these tips and tools in this conversation useful. Also, feel free to rate and subscribe to the podcast. Now you can rate us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. And until we talk next, take care of yourself and take care of each other.